Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 28 minutes after the hour of 7 o'clock and we see some of our OB team walking in here from the festival. So uh, all dressed warm. I hope everybody had a good time. Alhamdulillah. We are talking, as I mentioned before the break, welcome back to Education in Daba. I'm Khawa Salomon and steering us all the way right up until 9 o'clock, inshallah, is Mr. Nasser Baiburg. And we said big up to uh, to the people from Tafelsakh. Also, just to give AK Snapshot Study Group telephone number again, Andrew Kuapman is 073-767-5844, uh, A big shukran and thank you to all the messages that has come through um, Sufa van Khran, um, the people that has uh, congratulated AK Snapshots. It's, it's, it's so... I don't know. It, it feels so good. It's so heartwarming to hear such great work taking place within a community that's ridden with crime, gangsterism, and these children, they look and they, they're just so fulfilling with their own being of, of pushing and pushing and persevering. So a, a big congratulations to all those that is part of the AK uh, um, Snapshots team, as well as those that's volunteer. Remember, these guys don't charge a thing, eh? So if you'd like to volunteer as a tutor, please contact Mr. Quibman as well, um, and we'll leave his, uh, his uh, email address as well at reception. It's 073 uh, for those who wanted his number, 073-767-5844. So still talking about heartwarming and feel-good stories. Giving back to the community is Dr. Randall Ortel. It's a heartwarming uh, when we read all year about people achieving their goals and then giving back and staying within the community and encouraging students to go that extra mile. We welcome in studio Dr. Otel, who is really passionate about empowering young learners. Welcome, uh, Dr. Randall, and thank you so much for joining us here at The Voice of the Cape and coming into studio. Yeah, thank you very much. I see you still in your uniform. So you literally came from work or probably going on to shift, probably. No, I just came from a shift now. Okay, great stuff. So I read some snippets um, from the article based out in in Mannenberg. Um, Let me tell you, a humble, great humble beginnings. And I like the way this transformed because not too long ago as well, I read um, another story in in, in a local newspaper where this, this guy literally walked from Hanover Park to UWC to go and study his teaching degree. And, um, there was days, well, actually, most of the time he walked for those three years, he didn't even have shoes. And I think the, the gangsters stopped bothering him when they found out that all he was carrying was books in his bags. Yeah. <laughs> so stories like that, really, we should highlight and bring back to the community so that uh, no matter where you are and what your circumstances is, you can achieve. So tell us, Dr. Randall, more about yourself, how it all started. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Uh, thank you, Homa, for inviting me. It's um, a new pleasure. Yeah, where do I start? I'm from Manabu. Yeah. I'm proud to say that. Um, I believe you went to Rhodes? Yeah. Look, I started off primary school in Manabu, primary school okay. primary. Okay. Um, and then I went to Rhodes High in Mowbray. Um, yeah, that's where I completed my secondary schooling. Um, I then got, you know, accepted to medicine at Stellenbosch University, and that's where I went. So, no gap year, no break. Um, you know, on the job training all the time. And I don't think gap year is such a good thing anyways. Um, well, some people need it and some people need to open, you know, clear their heads and, and, and for that reasons and, and for their specific reasons, I think it would work for them. But um, I don't know, just growing up, realizing that in those days we didn't have gap years. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's, you know, going. Yeah, it's, it's very opinionated. So, you know, mm. I wish I had a gap year, maybe in <laughs> retrospect, because, you know, going into so medicine going on, after yeah. secondary school was just, you know, kind of tough and 
you have to stay focused all the time and you do get mentally burnt out you mm. know if you don't have help from you know psychologists and those sort of things that are at university mm. and i mean i'm not ashamed to say that i mean i i had my you know biannual or quarterly visit to the psychologist at mm. the at the university because you know coming from the cape flats areas like manenberg and things you are exposed to the extraordinary mm, and you need to have the mental capacity to stay focused absolutely and to know where you're going well what doesn't kill you makes you stronger that's right i think that's the motto to go around no matter what, what circumstances you're in and i hope uh, everybody has found themselves in a very good place when it comes to mother's day as well it was celebrated <laughs> and i know some moms are um you know do, do, doesn't always it didn't quite turn out the way they should but like i said you know what what doesn't kill you make you stronger and appreciate you know what it is that you have looking back um, at your story and um, in, in retrospect of everything that's that that has happened to you and I'm so glad that you've made mention that you know what um, the, the strongest or, or the weakest can break down your your your, your sacrifice and I want to start there um, from your parents and the roles that they played and that's why I brought, brought up the whole mother thing yeah. um, that for me stands out no okay. matter um, these youngsters that were sitting here and no matter how strong that they can and want to be that role model within their home and their house just does definitely play a role talk to us about That's that right. yeah look i mean uh, i was lucky to grow up with both parents uh, mm. mom and dad being present um you know my mom worked in a factory that obviously stands out for me uh reached reform i mean she always tells me about the years just down, yeah. you know <laughs> and stuff that she's worked so i know this building because mm. i'm parking right opposite the shop where my dad used to stop you know every evening mm. before he gets there from work so i know they're listening so you know he's probably getting a smile out there so yeah i mean i was my dad wasn't you know the uh, the softest of persons he was always a very stern guy you know so you know you can't turn your corners there but uh, you know with your mom there's always the motivation and things that come mm. from that side so yeah they've they, they've obviously they sacrificed a great deal because i mean my dad worked in the urban that time or you know he was delivering um you know gas for Ella Keith. My mom was working in the reform factory all the time. So I don't know. They always told me that the salary was way low, you know, at that time. And they managed to cope, you know, to keep us in school. And I remember, you know, always at Christmas times, how you would, uh, you know, fight for your techies and all those sort of things. And <laughs> some other way they make a way for you to get through. So, yeah, I mean, there was obviously great sacrifice from their side. And I'm just, I'm just, you know, grateful that they, they didn't let me go, you know. Your choice to to be uh, growing up in Manenberg and to stay in Manenberg, um, you you based out at uh, um, emergency units or at a hospital. Yeah, look at the moment. Um, well, basically, when I finished off at Stellenbosch University, I started directly at GF Just Hospital. Okay. Um, that's why I did my internship for community service, and then obviously, you know, you rotate to the hospitals like Grutskier, mm. uh, Red Cross, and. Mowbray Maternity, Lindergeer Psychiatric Hospital, so that you are exposed to all the specialities and, you know, also like work in the field as a, as a medical doctor. Mm. Um, yeah, at the moment, I'm, I'm doing my final year in occupational medicine. So, you know, I'll, I'll be writing my final exams in November and definitely or not. Yeah, I have so to graduate. speciality. Yeah, I have to graduate by the end. Um, <laughs> I also work in, you know, in a few clinics and I don't want to say on air what specifically I do, but okay. I do work for Sasa, um, you know, and that's obviously the social grants department. Mm. And uh, Well, we get the picture. Yeah, there's a few things that I do there. <laughs> okay, so some investigative chutas uh, there. We yeah. won't get into it. We're chatting to Dr. Randall Ortel and please do SMS us on 47913. Very interesting story. Uh, humble beginnings. Do you have siblings? Uh, um, and how, how, how much have they played a role in all of this? 
Yeah, I've got. Uh, we only two kids. I've got one brother. He's, he's let me just think. Now he's born in '92, so he's uh, <laughs> he's turning twenty-three this year. He's twenty-two currently, and he's uh, he's doing a BCom accounting at UWC. Okay. So, you know, I mean, that's probably the guy that can speak the best about me drilling him. You know, into staying at university. Uh, it's not always easy. It's mm-hmm. tough, and um, you know, I only share my experiences with him, mm-hmm. and I make sure that it doesn't go off the path. You know. And I think that's what we need in the communities, you know, people that has walked the path. Mm. It's not easy, but motivating the guys to stay there. And mm. you also speak from experience, so that it's mm. not hearsay, you know. So yeah. if I tell my brother, look, you, you can expect this or this or that, you know, he'll come back to me and say, okay, look, I've experienced it now, okay. so I get the picture. <laughs> now, with the history of, of you, you, your parents persevering and just reading some um, of your story, what would you say was the secret behind um, your, your, your parents' aspirations behind you doing what you want to do? Um, at the end of the day, it is your choice, and, and my daughter is in grade nine now. And when my eldest daughter was as well, what I found was that the teachers always encourage uh, subject choices, that it let it be the child's choice, not the parents. But your father played a big role in your life. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, subject choice. I, I mean, being on school, I, I basically just enjoyed school. Okay. I mean, I took it year by year. Um, school was more for me about friends. Um, and, you know, then they tell me, yeah, but... Uh, or the teachers always to say I, I I would mislead the other guys because I would be scoring high marks in my test and they would be, mm. you know, flopping out. Okay. But, um, you know, I enjoyed school every bit of it. I never thought really I would be a doctor. I mean, if you read the story... Um, yeah, there's a uh, other career path. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw working for, for City of Cape Town, maybe a garbage collector or something would have been... Would okay. Have an idea. It would have been an okay job. You can work sure. yourself up, get promotion medical aid you know as people would market it at that time and um, yeah that was and so the influence in the story as well was your guidance teacher because just listening from the kids it was yeah they say even being in matric that they're confused they 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 want to choose this uh, uh, career but they just they 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 maybe not getting the sort of support I can fully agree with them I didn't listen to them um, Mm. while they were on air because I was driving here but uh, I fully agree with that, and I think that's the same sentiments that I share that I would like to get into Manenberg because, you know, I'm one person, and I'm also have time constraints because I have to focus on my profession. But if I and you're studying, yeah, and my studying. But if I have an opportunity to take somebody hmm. to come and job shadow or whatever, hmm. I'll surely go out of my way. I'll ask my managers, my supervisors, whatever. Obviously, there's TB and stuff in hospitals, so yes, yes. you know you need to you need to get the, the relevant permissions. But I would go out of my way to get the person to come and job shadow hmm. because you can't tell the person the story yeah, of the career. Really you true. need to. I mean, they need to experience it and they need to see it. So that's also my maybe my challenge out to you know to the education departments and those sort of things. When you when you look at these schools in the communities, it's all good and well building fancy schools, having access to internet, etc. Hmm. But is there a directed approach to the access to internet? Mm. What do they What do they search for? You know, mm. is it for social media? Because that's the thing that's the most common or prevalent at the time. It's such a time um, grabber as well. Exactly. So you know, get the people in that would mm. you know show them or steer them and have collaborations with companies or hospitals or you know law firms. So definite idea that is that I think is echoed from uh, Mr. Quipman to what um, Dr. Randall Ortel is wanting to see. Uh, and, and we want to talk more about the challenges that is facing um, Manenberg after the short break. Stay with us. Way to go, Doc. I'm sure you are still may people's hearts and God bless uh, from our SMS line 47913. Thank you so much for the well wishes. We continue with uh, General Practitioner Dr. Randall from Manenberg. Um, a heartwarming story here in studio with us more after the short Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape.
Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Our feel good story is uh, from Wendy House to Dr. Dr. Randall Ortel, a general practitioner who is based out in Mannenberg and has def- definitely started from something thinking like it's okay to be uh, um, uh, uh, working for the city of Cape Town to aspiring higher. And that's what you definitely can do. In studio is Dr. Randall and we're talking about, um, you know, his, his journey and uh, yet staying within Mannenberg, wanting to fight the scourge, not just, um, you know, um, be there and uh, be a doctor but taking up more of a challenge of being there for the students and for the for for, for the high school learners in working more and taking them literally under the wing and uh, as we said this the study group before this also mentioned that doctor about um, shadowing about doing the job about going in there that is why the children are so confused it's something to look forward to watch the space uh, mm-hmm. dr randall connect with him um and uh, we we'll hear more but looking at some of the challenges that that you've mentioned one um i think it, it's across the board whether you are in mitchell's plain whether you are in weinberg or constantia and, and children coming from that sort of background maybe not because i mean you you went to Rhodes, um which is from both upper um, class and looking at how the children are confused and they don't know what they quite want to do so I think it comes from every um, every realm and it doesn't just uh, so, so it's more about parents as well and their involvement and understanding the children of pushing them what if the parents don't know the idea of getting as you said that the counselor uh, the guidance counselor and the role that they play um, the other sort of challenges that you see today um, holding students back to achieve the certain goals that they need to within schools. Yeah. Because I looked at it, you you enjoyed school? Yeah, no, for it's sure. It's fun. I enjoyed school. It was really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, there's such a, you know, there's such a lot of challenges. I mean, if I just speak, you know, of in Manenberg, and I don't want to, you know, hone in on the point all the time, but mm. we know gangsterism and drugs and those sort of things are around us. Mm. The other problem is, you know, kids having to walk to school um, and they're having to cross, you know, gang territories, you know, they can get eating crossfire, etc. But I think the main challenge is is that, you know, you can do the best with that you can with that kid at school for mm. eight hours. But when they get home, that's the biggest problem for me. Because, you know, I don't want to sound derogatory or anything, but I mean, our parents are not equipped. If I look at the man and book situation, I remember it's adolescents. Mm. They are exposed to trends and stuff happening now. Mm. And, you know, if you have a young parent or a young mom, they don't have the emotional or the social capacity to deal with those kids. Mm. So, you know, at the end of the day, they just, you know, let go. Ah, it's fine. You know, you can do what you, you know, go with your friends along there with a friend or whatever. And obviously being a single parent also, there's no dad. Nobody, you know, affirms uh, discipline at home and that sort of thing. And, you know, that rubs off onto the kids because... You know, I, I'm a very straightforward guy, and people are just lazy nowadays, you know. Um, it makes it difficult for a guy like me that, you know, I research all the time, I look at new avenues, new opportunities. Um, and when you speak to people that's in that's in charge or in, in management or whatever, mm. and you, you've come up with a new idea or, you know, you've researched something else, and you, you, you know, then it's almost like you, you see him as you're a troublemaker, you know. Mm. But um, because we're so used to, you know, people are lazy, they accept what they hear. And there's such a lot of things going on. And I think that's the biggest challenge that the kids, doesn't, you know, they just accept what they hear. Mm. Or, you know, it is age specific at the moment in time. But always look beyond. Mm. Try and find out why. Why is things like this? You know, go on social networks and ask people that has been there before. Be inquisitive, mm. especially when you're young. Because, I mean, the knowledge that you get can only make you strong and give you power going forward. 
Absolutely. And, and I'm just thinking of that small thing, the mindset. And unfortunately, you cannot change the mindset. You um, you have grown as an individual. You've maybe become, become, tried to become a better parent. You've read some books and, uh, you know, researched some literature. But unfortunately, um, you know, our parents still, or the parents before, I don't know, you know, in, in the sort of... Um, um, society where you've come from, you know, giving a child a hiding is is something the norm and it's okay. Yeah. When actual mm -hmm. fact, there, there are other avenues and there is something maybe better to do. But that's the mindset. <laughs> so it's about changing that. And inshallah, we uh, we pray that the Almighty will open our hearts. Talking about the um, sort of um, extra mutual activities that you'd get involved in. I mean, as you said, school was fun for you. You were fortunate enough because you get those guys that just are brainies. Yeah. They do well um, within the exams and they can uh, literally I mean I listened to my husband with a story that he says you know he did well went to school with a pencil in his pocket no school books read his um, read his uh, textbooks at the beginning of the year I'm like is, is it even possible why would you do that so carrying books was an effort yeah. <laughs> so he just wouldn't bother looking at um, you know those sort of extra um, extra activities that you should be encouraging your children to get involved in what what would you your suggestions be because we are so academically proclined to to just stick with studying and doing your best go to extra classes or whatever the case may be have you done your homework have you done your research but then there's very little time um sometimes for activities how 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 do you um suggest um parents get their children involved in in, in extra murals? Yeah, well, that's a very, you know, that's a very important thing. It's also very close to my heart. I mean, I can only speak from experience. I was young and I've basically tried and tested everything, being playing cricket, soccer, you know, um, you know, karate, whatever you mm. want to call it, whatever is available. Um, and I really say that extramural activities do help forming a disciplined person. I okay. mean, I have SMS, my cricket coach. I know he's listening to me now, Mr. Sally Davids. Um, and, um, we all know Sally Davids. So, you know, from, from primary school, I remember the, you know, the first day we went out to practice with the, with the, school, with the school teacher. Yeah. Um, you know, he selected a team or whatever. The next minute, Sally Davids was over the fence and said, nah, this guy doesn't know anything about cricket. And that's where our journey started. You know, okay. we were a, we were a group of guys from Mannenberg. And, I mean, he can attest to that. I mean, we went to Primus Park Primary. We started off there, it was probably at the age of 10 or 11 years old, practicing every day, you know, after, you know, after mosque. We know Sally comes from mosque at, at half past four. Mm -hmm. uh, by that time, we should have be covered at least three or four laps, you know, around the field. So it was really in a disciplined thing. I yeah. think it kept us the guys that were playing there it kept us away of a lot of the things happening in the afternoon after school okay because we were in a structured um you know sort of environment mm. so you know finding coaching and those sort of things in the afternoon you also need proper coaches you, yeah. don't, you don't just need a guy that can stand around and let guys kick a ball you know mm. because what is he adding you need to really stimulate the guys and i think we've every day there was something new that we learned you know and people skills being together being as a group teaching about sharing and mm. you know caring for one another there's a lot of extramural activities in Manabook. i mean soccer and cricket obviously being the main things and you, you look at things like rugby going up to show park area but there's other things that i've seen like ballroom dancing at the at the, okay. at the school field um you know and and people don't just have to be honed in on those popular sports there's mm. also I, I think people doing netball and stuff and i encourage people you know playing competitive leagues mm. 
Because if you're not practicing, somebody somewhere else who is practicing. Or so maybe just start something like chess if you do yeah. that you enjoy chess or bingo. Yeah, at least. <laughs> it's a discipline with being amongst, amongst others. That's right. And that's what you have to encourage, that discipline and respect for others. And it, it, as you mentioned, the mindset. I want to talk more about the mindset after the sh- short break and how it is that, that parents, um, I know that the, you know we look up to them and, and they've done the best that they can. But the way forward for parents today and the message they can secretly or subconsciously carry towards and out um, to their kids just by actions and um because you say we, we used to often hear do as you you're told not what yes. i do yeah. <laughs> okay talk more about uh, uh dr randall and his story and some of the advice he has from very tough times that he's come from and staying within those tough times to see to see a better man and more after the show live from cape town this is the voice of the cape the voice of the cape the voice of the cape Welcome back. We're chatting to Dr. Randall Ortel, a doctor firmly rooted into Mannenberg, and his mission, besides practicing medicine, is the concerning uh, with regards to low education levels, drug use, and school dropout rates in the area. So Dr. Randall is passionate about being in the area and also looking and doing more um, for himself, not just because, you know, there happens to be some ills within the community or um, there's, there's this discouragement because listening to, to the story and reading the article, which newspaper was it in, in the Plainsman? No, I think it started off with a sword. Okay. <laughs> That's where I got most of my uh, Facebook messages from. And then, uh, <laughs> we saw you in the paper. Yeah, we saw you in the paper. And then I think um, the Cape Times was next. Cape Times, so, okay, because it does look like a bigger newspaper. Right. Um, and a, a real inst- inspiring story, you know, a mom working at Rick's True Form Dad at the docks, uh, going from um, humble beginnings in a windy house to where you are today, pushing and pushing, literally um, being a troubled kid as well. Not not that easy, <laughs> hiding your blazer in your um, in, bag, yeah. in your bag, not to be teased. <laughs> so you still had all of that um, environmental, because um, usually would you know you'd be proud walking around with the roads. Um, blazer going back and forth but you still had that that image of listen i'm still from manenberg and i have to fit in correct yeah i mean you know going to 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 a model c school having to wear blazer uh you know having travel the bus going there you know all by yourself your friends going to another school so it's a it's it's a whole new start but Mm. if i look in retrospect you know and i mean maybe this is a word of encouragement out there we can't just you know keep on sticking and going with friends because you, know, you never learn mm. when you're on your own. Mm. And I can really attest to that now because most of the situations I find myself in, you know, I get accepted alone or I, I go and do something alone and it's against okay. all odds. And when I, you know, achieve or reach a success, there's not always successes. There's mm. also failures, but, you know, you can still learn from your failure mm. as to where you went wrong, you know, and, and, and explore your avenue. And that, that that's always my advice. So I try when I speak to people, mm. I want to give them something that, I've experienced, so I don't speak from hearsay. Mm. And I think that's when you touch somebody even even much deeper yeah. than what they expect. And you can give them a, a, a very um, sort of bright picture or 
something that you know of something, something, something that's that practical and that's that we right. can see and and a picture that you paint says a thousand words if you've been in it yourself correct, correct. looking at the sort of um i mean you, we spoke about the challenges but a big one and what holds and, and something that we've heard also from the the study group earlier on is that holding people back is finance and not having the ability to um dig down in your pocket and paying the taxi for that matter to get from here to to an open day college or to to go job shadow and i know a lot of the government is now having um you know these programs where children at least where students can participate in work paying their remuneration so for their traveling costs and maybe some something extra but at least there's that um the idea behind that sort of um excuse i'm going to say it um, in play layman's yeah. um, what is what? how do we get past that this is my honest opinion obviously I won't be you know well loved by everybody but people on the Cape Flats okay. they've got money you know whether you're from Mannenberg or wherever mm. because you know what we know how to make a way mm. we really do know how to make a way we do not wait for invitations sometimes and I think you know um, you know bursaries and stuff yes that's a factor mm. um, I mean I was faced with that situation you know, if uh, suck do, uh, you know, my mom worked for the factory. If they didn't come to the party, I mean, I had a bursary from Golden Arrow Bus Service, um, Adil Morat Bursary Fund. But mm. those are things I had to explore by myself because my dad would just say, I get healthy. Or, you know, we have to, he has to save um, and make sure that there is for the next day. My mm. mom had to pinch here or there and make sure that there is for the next day. And they would also find out at work, how can he can gaan, man? How can he supply? How can he do? Um, you know, being inspired, I, I, I went to drive a taxi as soon as I was 21. You know, mm-hmm. I got a PDP because my dad, you know, he doesn't allow you to do things without the proper paperwork. So, yes, yes. you know, the opportunity was here obviously before to drive the taxi. But I mean, I wasn't 21, so I couldn't qualify for the PDP. And you would have probably still been there if you um, didn't aspire to be go or that challenge. Well, the thing is, is I was I was driving while I was studying. So oh, that was okay. also against odds because people okay. were telling me that, uh, look, you, you, you're going to get sucked in and, you know, there's drugs and whatever on the taxi. But I just wanted that, to prove them wrong. That's and an that's, absolute that's feel-good story, yeah, yeah. because sometimes you, they, they literally stay there. But we have somebody that wants to say hi and oh. wish you well. Uh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Good evening. Assalamu alaikum oh, uh, to the doctor. It's Dr. Randall. Dr. Randall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm an ardent listener. Uh, doctor, it's just that I want to commend you on the all good work you've been doing. Thank I've you. been listening to the school for quite a while now and admire your strength. Yeah, yeah, May thanks. God give you further strength and encouragement to go on with your good work and for it be that example to the younger ones, in the, especially in Mannenberg. Yeah, thank you very much, man. But uh, yes. I didn't get your name, ma'am. Uh, my name is. <laughs> I just I like to remain anonymous. Okay, you that's know. fine. Are oh, you from Mannenberg? No, 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 Weinberg. I'm okay. Weinberg. Perfect. Weinberg. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. You're always welcome in Manenburg. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for and the call, Shukran Auntie. Uh, when ready, Thank Thank you. Thank you. One of our, our silent listeners, probably, yeah. but Iggy, <laughs> to make that call, because you just have that people listening, was like, oh no, I have to congratulate. So, oh, commendable work, uh, Dr. Randall. Thank you. We have to wrap up two minutes, literally um, getting through that challenge. And, and I'm glad that you said, you know, that message of your dad saying, you know what? They don't, we don't have money. You make a plan. Mm. And it, it's not just always left in. And as much as we say parents, yes, they can they can be the role model. They can they can push us. They can persevere. But at the end of the day, it sounds like you guys are making it happen, whether there's that whatever challenge. That's right. I mean, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. You know, Mannenberg has, has, has shaped me and, and not mm. having 
in the beginning, I think, has shaped me because okay. um, I wouldn't go down without the fight. You know, I want to put fight in inverted commas because violence is not the, you know, the, 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 the source of, of, of sorting out many problems. But, you know, I, I went to look for another job or I went to look for something mm. that I could get an income from. You know, I, I went to pick and pay, etc. You work, you get 120 rand a day, you work 12 hour shifts because mm. you're a student. You work for student wise, you end up pamphlets at the robot. But I just felt, look, this is not adding to me, man. And it's 60 bucks, you know. Mm. I looked at in Manenberg specifically what I could do here. Yeah. I saw a taxi. I mean, I couldn't go, obviously, drive bus for Golden Arrow. I mean, and I mean, I can't say on air, um, you know, the Solomon's family, Muxin, um, Tamukhisus from Ken and you know Asia, his wife. Those guys are at a taxi. I mean, they they caught school children during the week, and mm. Fridays and Saturdays the taxi is available. So I mean, with without further ado, I mean, they gave me the taxi. Obviously, I had to con con you know bring a target, etc. Okay. But it taught me, and I mean, uh, how can I forget my my sliding door operator, my guard? You know, his nickname goes by Bo, um, um, Bradley's his name. And I mean, that guy. I mean, we still we still in contact. He was yeah. the first guy that came up to me and said, "Doc, ik wil ze weten om te rennen, man. Maar ik had veel wijzo." You know, this main road was, was, you know, was where we made money. So yeah. I really went the extra mile. And I know there's people in the community that does the same thing, you know. So if you can support a student, but, you know, also a word of caution out there. The students also, it's not, also not just for financial gain. Yeah. You need to learn from something. Mm. And you need to be in a, in a, in a structured sort of environment. Um, I mean, I can, I can thank the taxi boss. I mean, he was also very strict. The mm. taxi has to park at 7 o'clock at night. Mm. So there was no... I knew for myself the there was no after after seven o'clock activities with a taxi, which mm. obviously also safeguarded me because I mean there's dangers driving after hours with a taxi. I mean you can get hijacked, etc. So you know there was there were structured people looking after me, looking behind my back, etc. And that's just the same thing that I want to do now. Obviously mm. I've got a little bit of more experience um, f- from being at university, working, you know, dealing with different people, different cultures, different races, etc. Um, and I just feel I want to add because our people is just. In this maze, in Manenberg, it's almost like they cannot see a way out. But okay. somebody that has risen, you know, you can see, but look, here, there's mm. the way out. That's, that's, that's the way to find it. And that's just what I want to import. Dr. Randall Ortel, general practitioner, um, out in the hospitals, in the community, making a difference. And I know he's still, um, he's still in the field studying, doing his part. And uh, he's got just a last message quickly, 30 seconds to wrap up, Dr. Randall. Yeah. Thanks for this time. I just wrote your note now. But I want to say thank you to everybody that has really supported me. I mean, I can't mention. Please mention your parents' names. Well, I have to then. It's, uh, it's Michael, which is my dad. And my yeah. mom's name is Glodine. Uh, my brother, which is his name is Cheslin. And my name is Chesie. And obviously, you know, my grandparents, aunts, uncles. I, You know, I don't want to mention names. I might just forget somebody. Yeah, and then somebody feels bad. And, you know, the neighbors. I, I mean, I remember Auntie Faisi. That time she had a computer. You know, her husband has passed on. God bless his soul. Um, yeah. um, you know, Uncle Hanif. They used to, you know, make the computer available. That time it was in quarter 98, you know, and the encyclopedias. Sure. And I did my assignments there. So, you know, those things, if I look back at it, I can only thank those people. Because if, if nobody was there for me, you know, where, where would I have gone? And to all the people that is really, you know, um, you know, when I've needed them and asked them, um, you know, that has really uh, helped me along and gave, given me a yes. And I hope that, you know, my conduct that I had or my dealings with them in the past, you know, uh, you know that they are happy that they can see the fruits um, of how they helped me and I just want to return the favor I mean I've got time now I'm not married I also want to just rectify you there um, I don't have kids too so I'm not a parent as well um, that's yeah. why you have the time to do this exactly but I mean yeah. it's, the time won't be there okay. forever exactly. and that is why I just want to give as much as I can now mm. so that you know the legacy lives on 
Dr. Randall Ortel and Shukran Nasir for giving us that extra time. We need to get this out. And no matter what little you did in the life of Dr. Randall Ortel, it definitely helped. And it played a role from the taxi driver to the gachi to the neighbor um, mm-hmm. offering the computer services to just helping him along and pushing him and teasing him even. Yeah. It uh, definitely played a, ro- a role in where we see Dr. Randall Ortel bringing back to the Mannenberg yeah. community. Thank you so much. We hope to see you soon. Please let us know if you have anybody under your wing and how it's going and uh, uh, definitely encouraging other uh, learners as well. So uh, connect and thank you for, for, for coming into studio with us. We really appreciate you telling us your story and also to the rest of Cape Town putting yeah. it on newspaper as well. But all the best yeah. to you for your studies that you're completing as well and the time you're giving back to us. Okay, thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity of coming here. And I must say, I just want to thank my current friends as well because okay. they are also adding to, you know, to my successes, people that's around me now at the moment, Bradley, August, those sort of people, my friends. Um, I really appreciate your guys' input and help people. And thank you very much. Dr. Randall, also all the best for your journey ahead and uh, definitely we'll be seeing him in the community more. All the best and goodbye for now. Thank you. So we continue education in Daba with Islamic education series and guest presenter Sheikh Shahid Isa after the short break. Back in a moment.